Thank you for listening to the Scout My Game Around the World podcast. On this episode, we have Lance Westberg, head basketball coach at Holton College, interviewed by Ben DeCrasso. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Scout My Game. Enjoy. Welcome to today's Scout My Game podcast. This is Ben DeCrasso. I'm being joined by Coach Lance Westberg, head men's basketball coach at Houghton College. Welcome into the podcast, Coach. How are you doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me, Ben. Absolutely. Thanks for getting up early with us. Uh, Coach, tell me a little bit about this offseason and how it's been different, how you've adjusted from previous offseasons. Yeah, well, um, they, they say – you heard the phrase that this is the new normal. Um, I've heard that that phrase a lot, and uh, this is our first this is our first off season as a staff since uh, last year at Houghton was year one for us. So definitely uh, different than we we had anticipated. Um, you know, most years we'd be getting out on the road and and going to a bunch of events and having camps in the summer and and prepping in that way. But you know, mid mid March rolled around and COVID had different plans for us. So. Uh, we spent a lot of time indoors reflecting on our, our first season, uh, wrapping up uh, what uh, recruiting class we're pretty excited about, and then um, having just a ton of time to reflect on our season and, and really strategically implement what we want to for this upcoming season. Um, plenty of bumps along the way with regulations and restrictions, um, COVID-related, but um, honestly, it's been it's been an amazing time to um, use our use our time and resources differently in the off season, and, and hopefully show a lot of progress in our our program through the the developments we've made. Absolutely, you, you touched on recruiting a little bit. How different has the recruiting scene been for you, particularly coming on as a new coach last year, and now having to deal with all of these differences from a typical recruiting year? Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful it's, it's the year 2020. I, I came out to the Houghton here from Western Wisconsin, which um, completely different recruiting um, recruiting environments. Um, you know, from a, a, a bigger state school to uh, to a smaller private Christian college. You know, it's, you recruit kind of a different different type of kid in some ways. Um, but I'm really thankful for the the internet and, and the development of of highlight films and how easily kids can send um, their their film over via huddle or, or different things, social media even, um, has played a, a great impact. Um, and so we've been really, really fortunate to be able to, to span the, to span the nation really. Um, so this, this year, our team looks a lot different. We're not exactly a, a locally grown team. Like, like a lot of teams are, uh, we have players from 13 different States, well, well 12 different States, I should say. Um, and one player from the Netherlands actually. Um, so, Really cool. We got a diverse group and a lot of really, really unique backgrounds. Um, I think uh, we're excited about our talent level. We're we're five or six practices into the year now, so you know we're still figuring out what we have, and and um, you know it's it's exciting though. It's exciting to see some new faces and and to see some returners coming back, looking looking better than the previous year too. So absolutely, you touched a little bit on the differences in 2020 and in the technology and in the progress that we've made with recruiting. Are there any changes we've seen with the MLB uh, implementing a 16 team wild card, which a lot of people see as a positive change uh, that could be something to keep in future years. Is there anything through the pandemic, um, through the adjustments you've had to make that you could see yourself or your team personally keeping in the future or even larger scale, the NCAA's changes? I think probably the 
biggest thing this offseason. I'm not so sure how NCAA related it is. I think it it transcends, you know, organization or, or levels. But I thought, you know, from the coaches I talked to, the investment in professional development this offseason um, is probably different than it ever has been. You know, I think traditionally, you know, a coach would go to, you know, maybe two or three conferences where they would, they would travel away and, and um, you know, attend these conferences and, you know, work, you know, look to improve their craft. Now it's so easy. So many of these are virtual webinars where, you know, you can, you can stack up a couple per day and, and get a bunch done. Um, Coach Aldridge, uh, one of my assistants and I, we spent a lot of time as a part of this rising coaches organization, which had a, a ton of online content. So we got to just grow our knowledge of the game and, and network and learn from so many other great coaches um, around the country. So, um, so that was really cool. The other thing that I think is going to be a big game changer um, is how events are run around the country. I mean, not so much in New York, but more so in the, the Midwest and some in the South. But um, so many of these events are being live streamed now um, rather than people attending them live. So um, recruiting was really unique this summer. There was, there was days I'm sitting at my kitchen table with a cup of coffee. I'm watching a, a game in Houston in the morning and then I'm watching a game in Kansas City in the afternoon, and then we're swinging over to Fort Wayne, you know, a little later at night. So um, it was it was really cool in that way to kind of see a variety of of kids. So. Absolutely, uh, college coaches typically driving across the country to see kids, but when you can have that ability to jump in on a Zoom call with a kid and talk with them, or watch their games over the internet, I'm sure it makes a big difference. Yeah, the, I mean, in person's obviously better. You know, you get a little better evaluation, but I think um, it's better. It's better than nothing to see them on film and, and to get a sense of of how they play. So we still look forward to when we can get back out and have that the value of that face to face interaction and right. and watch them play right in front of us. But um, yeah, definitely a different type of of evaluation this off season. Absolutely. Uh, speaking a little bit more about recruits. How have you seen uh, the shift of the game of basketball, really, to more of a three-point shooting friendly league? How have you seen that changing the way these high school players play and even through the guys that are now coming into college with, you know, six foot five to six foot ten big men shooting threes on a consistent basis and with the ability to shoot threes like that? How does that adjust your coaching strategy and what's it like to see that shift? Yeah, I think from individual players standpoint their, their skill sets are all different uh, it's funny when players identify what position they are everybody's a guard now whether you're whether you're 510 or you're you're six six right you're a guard um, everybody wants to play on the perimeter um, so low post players I think have come become a real a real commodity but then at the same point in time it's it's a catch-22 because if they're not in the right system they may not even fit uh, that system because their game doesn't match if they're that that true most playing back to the basket banger type player. Um, for me, that's really interesting. The league I came from previously, we were kind of the one of the, the smash mouth teams where we would love to jam it into the post, but the game's kind of transitioning to more perimeter based. You're seeing more five out offenses um, being run. So yeah, it changes the, the strategy a little bit, but I think the post game is still kind of a a little bit of a niche where you know you could you could build around it um so we we're fortunate to get some some young guys in with with some more size than we've had and, and we're excited about that um 
and what developing them is going to look like. Um, but yeah, the game's changed. I think how teams defend um, is is definitely going to change as well. We're seeing, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of different different ways to go about defending, but um, I think for a while I'd seen a lot of a lot of coaches running more pack line style um, and really fallen in love with like Tony Bennett, Virginia um, pack line defense, and and now we're seeing more team more and more teams kind of get to this no middle defense. Um, you know, made famous kind of by Texas Tech and, and Baylor and, and teams like that. So um, it's interesting. It's fun to be growing with, as the game grows. It's awesome. And you touched on um, some good recruits coming in, a guy from the Netherlands. Um, talk a little bit about your team and what your expectations are. I know you're returning, I believe, four out of five starters, if I'm correct on that. Um, and just a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of potential for Houghton to make a name for themselves in the Empire 8 this year. Yeah, our our recruiting strategy was was different in year one than it probably will be moving forward. Um, we we're doing something this year that's that's done by a lot of other D three programs, and that's in having a, a JV program to help develop some of our some of our talent. So we did bring in a big class. We brought in eleven freshmen, um, and then we had four transfers as well. Going into this year, um, we we were kind of just and at the the upperclassmen position so like I think we had, we had two seniors coming back and, and two juniors coming back so we just instead of being a really young team we did bring in some transfers so we got out and, and watched some junior college basketball um, we had one one kid transferring from an NAI school that, that we're excited about um, so I think it's good to have some experience some guys that have played college basketball and and have have proven themselves in that way but we also have some young guys that we think could help us out too um, you know, I think we're, our strength is in our guard play right now. Um, in our, our perimeter play, we have some youth at the, at the big spots, but, um, it's going to be exciting to see how they, how they learn and, and develop. And it's exciting to have four years with, with these guys. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited to see the trajectory, um, in which our program can grow, um, and which our guys can grow individually. And, you know, as, as people, as students and in their walk with the Lord. Um, so, um, yeah, definitely, definitely excited about this group. Our expectations this year, you know, we're, we're, we want to be realistic. Um, there's a lot of excitement, you know, through one week of practice here. But, you know, we do look pretty good when there's, there's no contact, no defense. And, and we're pretending to uh, defend chairs. <laughs> we haven't got scored on all year yet. So <laughs> um, you know, we're trying to do some things with, with social distancing and we got guys defending chairs. So <laughs> Yeah. Are you guys wearing masks in practice currently? Yep, we are. We are wearing masks and it's been a lot of skill development um, and, and trying to develop players. So once it's once it's time to go, uh, you know, we're there's less less teaching of of our fundamental things, our, our system things, simple things like our stance and and um, and some of the basics of our offense. But uh, once we're able to have contact towards the end of the month, um, hopefully we're we're in a good position to do so. But back to our expectations for the year. I mean, we're, we're excited, um, but our league is, our league in the Empire 8 is really good. Um, just about every team brings just about everybody back. I think St. John Fisher graduated the most seniors. They graduated four, um, but they supplemented that with like a 20-person recruiting class. So wow. uh, they're going to they're gonna reload. And, and yeah, there's, there's no nights off in the, the Empire 8. And we, we certainly have a lot to prove there. Absolutely. You talked about um, 
the development of college players and being more specialized than you do in high school, really working on their skills, tailoring their game uh, to fit your offense. What advice would you give high school players who might not be quite at that point yet, but are looking to find a college to play ball at? Yeah, I think one of the one of the best things that um, recruits or prospective student athletes can do is watch different levels of college basketball. Um, I was really fortunate. I grew up in, in River Falls, Wisconsin. Um, so I grew up watching uh, pretty high level division three basketball in the WIAC conference there. Um, so like every Wednesday and Saturday, if there was a home game, our family were going to watch, uh, we're watching college basketball live. And, and that was amazing to see. I mean, I remember back in, in 2004 watching Rich Melzer, the NCAA player of the year and how he operated. He reminded me of Kevin Garnett in a lot of ways. Um, but just really falling in love with, with this level of college basketball. But I think there's value for guys getting out and watch a junior college game, see how athletic these guys are, how hard they play, and, and then watch NAIA basketball and watch Division II and see what it, what it takes to play at the scholarship level. Um, it's easy to turn on the TV and see North Carolina or Kentucky, but understand, you know, understand some of these, these middle and lower levels of college basketball. It's still really, really high quality. Um, and to see how much these teams play as a team, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of kids across the country that can, that can just score the basketball or, you know, be volume guys. Um, but I think for kids, if they can see how players play off the ball, um, you know, of all the opportunities out there in the country, each team probably has a few elite scorers, um, but every program is craving for those, those great rebounders, defenders, screeners, you know, leaders, and pinch energy guys, guys that, that contribute to practice. So there's, there's so many roles to play, and I think, I think kids sometimes will, will pigeonhole um, college basketball opportunities being predicated on their ability to score the basketball, which is definitely part of it. But, you know, there's so much more to the game. Um, but, but, yeah, I'd say watch, watch different levels of college basketball live and, and find, be open to finding roles outside of just being a – a guy that fills it up. Awesome. Yeah, we're talking to Coach Lance Westberg, head men's basketball coach at Houghton College once again. Uh, coach, tell me a little bit about um, your time at Northwestern as well as UW River Falls. I know you've been a part of multiple national tournaments at those schools. What was that like and what are some of your best uh, memories from those times? Oh man, yeah, I've been been really fortunate um, to be at, at a couple of um, great schools, great programs. Um, as a player at University of Northwestern in Minnesota, um, I got the opportunity to join a, a program of excellence there. Um, and, you know, just the way, the way they run their program, they expect to compete at a high level each year. Um, I think it's, it's really interesting um, for a future Hall of Fame at Northwestern head coach Tim Gross, and he was he was fantastic. He had a system. He believed in it, and he ran it um, really well. He knew how to recruit guys to his system, um, and he held high standards uh, for everybody. Um, one thing he told me is he matches his level of demand um, with his level of love, and so you know he, he cared about guys on a, a level that's bigger than basketball. And one thing that was really interesting about him is he almost seldom talked about winning. Like the word, the word win really didn't come up that, that often, although his teams have, have done it a lot over the years. I mean, they're in the NCAA national tournament and, and conference championships like just about every year. But, um, 
but he really focused on the process of, of doing what it takes to win. And I think he did a great job recruiting uh, the right kinds of guys. So um, definitely, definitely learned a lot in my time there, learned how to, how to um, play high level basketball, but also be a part of something bigger than basketball and, and um, how guys can, can actively walk and grow in their faith um, while being a basketball player, like they weren't compartmentalized, they were, they were joined. So that was a really cool experience where I, I got to learn a lot. Um, moving on from there, being an assistant coach for five years um, at the uh, University of Wisconsin River Falls, I got to learn under, under some great coaches um, to learn an entirely different system. Um, and we got to compete in the arguably one of the top conferences in, in the NCAA D3. Um, but but that was amazing to go out and, and play, play at the highest level or, or be a part of the highest level games um, in the country night in and night out, um, recruiting the top end level of, of D3 kids and, and borderline D2 kids. Uh, that, was, that was a ton of fun. Um, just a really competitive league. And I just learned so much. You know, you, when you're a player, um, you kind of become indoctrinated with, with that system, right? But going and learning something new and a new way of a new way of uh, playing basketball, kind of that smash mo smash mouth, like post emphasis game. Um, that was that was that was really cool for me to learn. So it's been cool. We've taken uh, some of both um, some of both elements of each program um, here to to Houghton, and and we're excited to see the fruit that come from that. Absolutely. So based on a little bit of my research, I found that you coached some golf at University of Wisconsin River Falls as well. How are the courses out in Wisconsin? Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, as you know, a northern state, there's, it's not the longest season in the world. But uh, one of the one of the benefits of, of coaching in the winter, you get a little more time to play golf in the, in the summer. Um, I, I was doing some teaching as well back in Wisconsin. So my summers were a little more flexible. So, yeah, fell in love with golf after after college, really enjoyed it in the off season, kind of a chance to recharge the batteries and connect with different people. Um, it was a lot of fun. How I, how I ended up as a, a head women's golf coach um, was kind of a, kind of a crazy story. It's probably a job I didn't deserve and it, it's definitely a job I didn't deserve. Um, so I was fortunate to work with a, with a great group of ladies and um, to, to experience some recruiting and, and being a head coach and we got to build our program and it, it was fun. Um, I'd say, I'd say I, I wasn't a, a golf expert by any means, but um, to got to learn some of the sides of, of building a program, establishing a culture, um, just kind of going through the ups and downs of a of a season, and and it was it was a great experience. I think I, I take a lot of a lot of things away from my time as a golf coach, um, uh, as you know, as I'm a head coach now, but. Um, you know, truth be told, I, I do enjoy having a little more time in the in the fall and spring, not not coaching golf, but getting to play a little bit more now. So um, I, I don't uh, <laughs> I, I do appreciate a little more free time in the fall and spring. Absolutely. Don't foresee any more golf uh, coaching careers. Uh, Houghton doesn't have it. I've, I've, I've made the pitch, but uh, it's it's still uh, on the docket. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hold on that one. Uh, a couple final questions here. Uh, talking NBA Finals a little bit. You see the uh, Lakers getting it done tonight, up three-one, uh, finishing off the finals against the Heat. Uh, I think the Heat are going to make it interesting. I think it's. I think it's going to. I think they're going to push it one more game. I don't think we'll see a game seven. Um, but I, th I think the Heat have maybe one more, 
one more surge in them here. You know, the, the way their team's built, I, I really do appreciate the heat. Um, I love Duncan Robinson, you know, being a former D3 guy. Um, right. and the way him and, and Tyler Hero, he's a Wisconsin guy, so I always kind of um, I always kind of pull for him a little bit. I love Jimmy Butler's story um, and the way that the way that that team plays, kind of that chip on their shoulder style. I do love that, but there's there's no denying the Lakers are the most talented team in the league. You know, when you got when you got the King and <laughs> you got AD and all the the role players they have around them. Um, yeah, I think I got the Lakers in six. Gotcha, Lakers in six. I got the Lakers in <laughs> five, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, shifting to the NFL a little bit, being a Wisconsin guy, you talked about Tyler Hero. Um, Aaron Rodgers really having an incredible year so far um, after people not sure about what he was going to pull off this year. But what, what have you seen from Aaron Rodgers being a Packers fan? And uh, what are your thoughts and optimism for their team this year? I, admittedly, I haven't, I haven't caught every game. Um, weekends sometimes require a little – a uh, little recruiting some of these events were we're tuning in online so it's hard to hard to split the attention but um I watched just a just a little bit he looks sharp and some of those those young guys around him um he's I don't know if they're making him look good or if he's making them look good but um I think the Packers revamped their their offensive line a little bit too so uh when when Aaron Rodgers is on two feet that's usually usually a good thing for the offense so um I think you know there, there's obviously a lot to the game of football but Aaron Jones, I think, has been a huge weapon for them too. That um, that's helped Rodgers, but yeah, it's it's exciting to, to see to see Rodgers getting back into his old. For sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Coach. I really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck with this upcoming season, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. This Around the World Scout My Game podcast starred Holton College head basketball coach Lance Westberg, interviewed by Ben DeCrasto, produced and edited by Tyler Fisher for Scout My Game. Again, follow us on all social media platforms at Scout My Game.